Hey everyone, welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sarah, what's up with you? Uh, I just found an interesting little tidbit of movie rumors that I wanted to talk about. Oh, let's hear it. So your girl, Rebel Wilson, she's going to be in a movie about K-pop. Okay. Looking and... up now. <laughs> no, don't look up anything yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let me just tell you about it. So the title is called K-pop Lost in America. And I read that and I went, mm, I'm out. This sounds awful. <laughs> just terrible. Straight out of the gate. Okay. Most generic weird title like it's like nobody who listens to k-pop would title anything this i don't know it was weird listen to this description though the story follows a breaking k-pop group that finds themselves mistakenly stranded in waco texas just days before their american debut at madison square garden left with no phones no money and no transportation the group must overcome their differences and a host of crazy obstacles to make it to New York City. Along the way, they learn to love Texas, and Texas learns to love them back. Oh. So I read okay. that, and then I was super out. I was just like, oh, no, please, no, none of this. It doesn't make any sense. And it just feels like there's so much room for, like, weird stereotypes and whatever. But then I read a rumor that Juhan might be in this movie, and so now I'm all in on this movie. Oh, Okay. It's, it's only <laughs> it's only rumors right now. Nothing confirmed, but the boy wants to act. And the timing seems to make sense because some of the boys are about to go in the military, so he needs things to do. So solid maybe. You said Jew Honey? Yeah, Jew Honey will hunt. Okay, well that's the I mean that's the guy you want in there. <laughs> Honestly, I want him in anything other than this, but I'll take it, I guess. It sounds like it could be a funny movie, but there's like no reason for it to be K-pop necessarily. Like it could just be like anything, like have to cra travel the country in an X amount of time, shenanigans, you know? Yeah, I at least the like the director is Korean, so that makes me a little bit, you know, like maybe it'll be okay. But the writers are not, and I tried to look up what they've done, and none of it inspired confidence. So who knows? But um, solid, maybe it'll be okay. But I, I, now I have to watch it if Johan's going to be in it. So there you go. <laughs> It'll probably be good. I haven't seen everything with Rebel Wilson in it, but a lot of good things with Rebel Wilson in it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I only called her your girl because you were just talking about that senior year movie you just watched. So Yeah, I know her from the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, that's true. Those are pretty good. Me and my wife, that's like, that might be like our favorite trilogy to watch. Yeah. Rewatch at least. Yeah. <laughs> we watch if that's on TV, we're watching. <laughs> I still gotta watch that third one. You told me about it and it sounds ridiculous. The third one is my favorite, even though I think it has the worst reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it might be a little too like self-referencing, maybe by the third mm -hmm. one. So like if a critic is seeing the third one and isn't in tune with the rest, they might just be like, I don't get this. <laughs> but I like that one. That's my favorite to rewatch. Uh, more specifically today, though. We're going to be debating the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. Yeah. I realized that after I did the intro, it might have sounded just exactly the same as when we did the <laughs> yes. last Obi-Wan Kenobi episode. So people might have been thinking, oh, wait, this is this is the old episode, <laughs> the way I did the intro. <laughs> but it's not. Surprise, we're back again. More Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Yeah. Uh, but before we get to Obi-Wan Kenobi, I have a couple more check-in items. Mm-hmm. Um, I have finished the quest, Sarah. Oh, so have I. Oh, you have too. Good. Okay. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you think about the quest? It was pretty good. It, it kept its level of enjoyment the whole way through, you know? Like, I, everything that I enjoyed about the first episodes continued. The kids are great. The actors improv with the kids are great. The whole story unfolded approximately how I assumed it would, but it was it was still pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I agree. The the first four episodes that we watched were a little starting to get like a little formulaic with like the um the gems at the end of each episode mm-hmm. that was in the, but they like changed it up just a little bit with like the actors and a little bit with the challenges in a way that I was like, okay, this is different enough to keep watching. But from our podcast perspective with the quest, we had some interesting things happen. At least yes. at least for us. <laughs> Uh, I believe the first thing that happened with the Quest episode was that you put out these clip videos on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. uh, for each episode. And on Twitter, the clip post that you did got retweeted by a fan account of the Quest, both the old Quest and the new Quest, which had like 650 followers, which is more than we've ever seen. <laughs> right? Yep, yep, yes. definitely. Uh, so that got us a few listeners. And then on Instagram, someone commented on the post that you did. And it was actually Tashani, who was one of the kid contestants on the show. Yep. <laughs> and that felt really cool. That was kind of amazing. <laughs> I think I messaged you immediately. I'm like, oh my God, look. Yeah, that was really cool. And this is going to sound like I'm biased towards Tashani. But it's second half of the quest, Tashani is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Show. She pops Absolutely. off in the second half. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah. She was a bit of a, uh, like, a wallflower in the first four. But, uh, yeah, she's my favorite character. Yeah, there's specifically a part, little minor spoiler bits here, where people are blaming the one female heir to the throne for something that goes wrong, and, and she just comes out and she's like, no, it's it's that guy over there. He's the one betraying everyone. You're being ridiculous. Like, she full up like stands up for her and it's like is amazing yeah she's a little like yeah i've watched tv before i know who's the bad guy (laughs) yeah but yeah it was a very admirable the way she went about it oh i also wanted to check in with our food wars episode because Mm -hmm. uh i talked to two listeners who listened to that podcast aka my two sisters (laughs) yeah and my one sister was disappointed that i didn't mention that she was the one that recommended that I watch Food Wars in the first place. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give her all the props. <laughs> After the, how we talked about it, <laughs> I don't know if that's something you want to brag about. But... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then my other sister made a point that I kind of worry about sometimes, but she mm-hmm. felt that maybe you didn't have ample opportunity to express how you felt about Food Wars throughout the episode. <laughs> Oh, really? I thought I was pretty clear that it was not my jam. Yeah, I. it was very clear to me. But I, the, in general, this is just like a worry that I have since I'm like, I usually host the episodes is that like, oh, I'm not giving mm-hmm. you enough opportunity to talk. Uh, I don't ever feel like, like I talk when I, when I have things to say. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I just wanted to give you an opportunity for any complaints that you might have. No. Specifically, I, I think I think for sure you say everything you want to say when we're talking live. Uh-huh. 
but maybe I thought maybe you might have uh, complaints about maybe how it how the podcast is after I edit it. Do you feel like you're getting edited out too much? No, you edit out the dumb shit that you should edit out. <laughs> so we're good. What I edit out is when I'm listening to it and I'm just like, this isn't interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think it's equally when I'm talking and you're talking. It's like <laughs> it's yeah. usually us both talking about something that I'm just like, eh, this isn't interesting. So I just get rid of it. <laughs> And I always listen to it before we put it out, so yeah, we're good. Good check-in. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. But just so your sister is sure, I really, really, really didn't like Food Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not for me. So much shouting. Oh. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. Any more check-ins before we get to uh, Obi-Wan? Oh, there is one more thing. So I was on Instagram the other night, as I do. And I came across a comic I enjoy. And then I found out she's doing a tour. So I went to go buy a ticket. And there were some pretty close up front tickets that were available. And it was all pretty cheap. Um, So I go and I'm about to buy like a ticket in the first row outside of the little orchestra pit. And I notice it has um, a meet and greet thing attached to it. And I immediately panic because I thought I pushed the button too soon because I absolutely did not want this meet and greet. And um, I just felt for you. And how you must have felt going into the Monster X concert. Because like, I like this comedian, but not enough where I like, like I looked up the description of it and it's like, you go and you take a picture with her and you get to chat for a while. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want any of that. Please, no. Okay. So then I bought a ticket a couple of seats back. But uh, yeah, had a real panic moment and and appreciated more the the uh, the worry you probably had going into that concert we went to. I appreciate you. That's all. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Going first row to a comic. Also, yeah, very dangerous. Also dangerous, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now are we ready? Yes, definitely ready. Okay, so we're going to be debating. The last episode, when we were deciding what to do, I proposed this idea. Mm -hmm. And you pretty much enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi all the way through, correct? Yeah. And I was on board for most of it. And then the finale was just a big snooze fest in my opinion <laughs> or Ooh. nothing of it nothing of importance really happened in the finale which i found disappointing and it kind of like minimized the rest of it for me wow bold bold claims <laughs> we're gonna debate whether the show was good or bad but more specifically just the finale i think because i think there is a lot of good in the show but i think they just did not do the correct things in my opinion with with, with the potential so i want to give some context to the debate we're about to have I want to keep this all like relative to Star Wars as a whole. Where does this fall? Okay. And I feel like everybody has their kind of like bar, their personal bar of like what is good Star Wars. And then like everything just falls like above the bar or below the bar. Right. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. So that's how I would like to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Whatever your bar is, like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, you know, anything below the bar is terrible. It's just everybody has their bar. And uh, let's give some examples, okay? Okay. For the movies, episode Mm -hmm. one of the movies, below Mm -hmm. the bar, agreed? Below the bar, yeah. Okay, we agree on that. Uh Uh-huh. For the movies, let's say episode eight, I say above the bar. Yeah. Okay. But we can break this down even more to get more specific. Mm -hmm. In the movies, episode eight, Casino Planet. I think that's below the bar. Yeah, probably, but it's also fine. Oh, okay. I I said that. I, I brought it up because I thought you were going to say above the bar. <laughs> Just to I mean, as an example of something we disagree on. 
Like, I would have changed a lot of things about that movie. But, like, eh, Casino Casino World is fine and interesting in its own way. I would have replaced it, but it's also fine. I should be more specific. Just the entire alternate, like, secondary story with Poe Dameron, Finn, Rose, all of it, in my opinion, is below the bar Star Wars content. Did mess that up. But, yeah, I guess. I guess it's, like, just below the bar. Okay. Fair. And we're going to circle back around. (laughs) <laughs> to casino plan in my okay. argument for this uh-huh. okay um an example of something we both like or both would say is above the bar is the clone wars animated series yes is it has the, the best of all star wars in it at the very end yes but even some episodes of the clone wars animated series are below the bar would you say yes the ones where uh jar jar is like a secret agent trying to save his girlfriend or whatever that whole plot was yes far below the bar yes okay okay so that's this is how i want to talk about it you know Mm -hmm. and and for me i don't think i have that many things below the bar so it's going to seem like a great indictment against obi-wan kenobi (laughs) oh let me let me ask you this rogue one above the bar below the bar um above the bar again there are things i would change about it but i enjoyed that I might be a big Star Wars apologist. I just like to like Star Wars. <laughs> I I think I do too, actually. And this is why I think I think what I what I'm saying I think Kenobi was bad. Like I think that's significant <laughs> because, like episode like maybe episode one of the movies, Casino Planet episode eight, and then like random little episodes of like some of the animated series here and there. Like other than that, I think like almost everything's above the bar. And Rogue One for me is like. Maybe Rogue One is the bar, <laughs> like something like yeah. that. Like, I actually like all the content of Rogue One, but I think it's dumb that all the characters died at the end. <laughs> like, it, it's like, did we really need a story of how they got the Death Star plans only to not have any of the characters we just got introduced to, like, be anything going forward? It, it's it's kind of similar to this in the, sense, in the way that, like, the ending just kind of takes away from all the good that it was leading up to it. I'm interested to hear what you specifically didn't like. Oh, you're going to hear some things I didn't like. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> are you, are you, we on the same page, though, about how we're talking about this? Yes. Are you prepared to defend above the bar? <laughs> I'm prepared to talk about how I liked it. Like, I'm not going to be, I don't know. <laughs> above the bar is such a wide get thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it could be barely above the bar, but I, I don't care. You give it a thumbs up, right? Yeah, I would definitely watch this opposed to The Phantom Menace. Yes. I would not give it a thumbs up. The whole thing, all together. As a whole, I would give not give it a thumbs up. Uh, but I would suggest a way to watch it. Okay. <laughs> where maybe you don't watch the finale, <laughs> and it could make <laughs> it a thumbs up show. Okay. Okay, let's get into it. All right? Okay, where do you want to start? Let's start from the beginning. Even though we've already talked about episode one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But I've highlighted some moments from the first three episodes mm-hmm. that I think are worth re-mentioning. Okay. Hit me. So, in the very beginning of episode one, when we first get introduced to Obi-Wan, I talked about this a lot in the first podcast. Yeah, he just kind of sucks. He sucks, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I think you kind of agreed with me on this. Yes, definitely. He is not prime obi-wan yeah he's not even pretending to practice as a jedi anymore although he still wants to train luke if he's showing that he has force 
potential, which is a weird thing to me. Like he's not being a Jedi, but he wants to train another Jedi. That doesn't really make sense to me. But the first example we get is him like stealing the meat. And I think you told me that someone you talked to about the podcast, that they did not agree with this Obi-Wan sucks concept, <laughs> correct? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, let me bring up the meat again. We, I don't think we mentioned this. It, it doesn't seem like a big deal that he's taking the meat, but mm-hmm. relative to the fact that he's supposed to be a Jedi, which is supposed to be like, you hold to a different standard, right? Right. Like, there are other people that work at this, like, meat factory that Obi-Wan's working at that aren't stealing meat, and they have, like, a family to support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that Obi-Wan is stealing meat, which means, like, he knows he doesn't have to do this to survive, but, like, he's doing it anyway. Yeah, Obi-Wan at this point, like, he lost everything, right? Like, everybody he ever cared about, the entire, like, belief system he had got utterly destroyed by his closest friend who he trained. Like, the guy's having a rough time. I get it. Yeah. I get that too. Did that mean he have he had to like abandon everything like Jedi related, like all the good that the Jedi trained him? I don't think so. And on top of that, if he like if he really like is devastated so much, like why does he care about training Luke? So that th- those like two things together don't add up to me. I think the whole Luke thing is like he's at that age where he's the same age that Anakin was when like he first met him, and like he sees so much of his friend in that child and like has this strong connection to him from that front. And if he could train Luke and Luke turns out not to be an utter dipshit, like his dad, it's like a redemption arc for Obi-Wan. Maybe if he can like train up a kid and he actually does like save the galaxy instead of like take everything over. It it atones him for all the crap he messed up before. Okay. Although we'll get into this later obi-wan is gonna have a chance to save the galaxy and chooses not to (laughs) so yeah i'm not giving this guy a lot of slack here he's not making good decisions all around yeah but it does give his character room to grow over the series they tried to make you seem like he grew but (laughs) i'm gonna say they didn't do enough for me but okay. okay okay on top of wanting to train luke we also find out that he straight up doesn't want to like train leia or think of leia as like a potential jedi at all right yeah he definitely is stuck in his own little world right now like it's very luke focused and just like not thinking at the about the greater galaxy in general like he was given one task and that's to make sure this kid's okay and that's like all he cares about but do you think like if luke didn't show for whatever reason and leia did show like he would be interested in training leia I think, like, given that he meets her, yeah. But, like, just getting a call and being like, hey, what's up? Come train this kid. I think he's still going to be like, oh, I got to protect this other kid. I don't think he, I don't think he would ever train Leia. I don't think it's, like, in his, like, radar or whatever. You mean, like, even after he meets her and connects with her? Maybe if he knew for sure that Luke wasn't, like, didn't have the force or whatever. But we talked about last time of this being, like, a little sexist on... Obi-Wan's yeah. behalf. Do you still agree with that to some extent? I think, yeah, the early parts of it, yes. But once he actually meets her and, like, he sees the characteristics of both of his friends that he lost, like, in their kid, like, he gets attached to her. There's a bond there. I think if he realized that she was Force-sensitive, he would have he would have trained her. Okay. Yeah. Every, every time they, like, showed him, like, being fond of Leia, 
to me it was just like oh he was seeing like padme in her or maybe a little bit of anakin but it was never in the context of like oh i should train you to be a jedi well i don't think she showed anything specifically force sensitive in this right like we kind of talked about how she has like insights into people but i don't know that he sees any of that like i don't think there were any scenes necessarily that like demonstrated that to him but it's the same thing for luke and he still is like asking about luke i don't know the only defense i have for this is that like yoda i think told him like oh you're in charge of the boy and he's yeah. like okay the boy will be my padawan and i'm only allowed to have one padawan it's like a thing right yeah that's definitely a thing. okay so that, that's the only defense i think that you can make for it but i don't think that's how he's thinking <laughs> <laughs> and again how can he train a jedi if he's not being a jedi this doesn't make sense to me <laughs> this is a big this is a big thing with I think that is true. He like totally abandons like there's many times through the series where it looks like he's trying to work his force muscles again. And like, he's really rusty because he hasn't been doing any of that shit. Yeah. They want us to know that he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just to show us how he gets back to not sucking. I have that at the end. I have that at the end. So we don't, (laughs) is that a good story arc, sir? (laughs) Because because if you watched the movies episode three, mm-hmm. you're probably fond of Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. And if you watch the Clone Wars series, you're probably like, okay, Obi-Wan's pretty legit Jedi, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. So there's no reason to decide that he sucks now 10 years later, but they chose to make that thing only to make him the same? Is that is that the story arc that we wanted to watch here? Oh, it is a man who again lost everything has been broken down to like living in a cave having no attachments to anyone just trying to get through each day and he like regains his sense of self by the end of it and his sense of purpose and he comes back to the kind of person he used to be i expect more from him okay we see yoda he's not gonna totally suck <laughs> when... i mean <laughs> But Yoda does kind of suck. Like, when you get back to Luke landing on Dagobah, like, Yoda's being a dick. Like, he's just pretending yeah, he's, he's not Yoda. Like, yeah, <laughs> he is hardcore trolling Luke. Like, and I get that. He's been alone in a fucking swamp for, like, 20 years. I get it. <laughs> it's in a fun way, though. It's not like... Yeah, but also in, like, a super frustrating way. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Let's get to the most important scene in episode one. Okay. And this is when the third sister is going to really, like, intimidate Owen to try to give up where Jedi are. I think it wasn't specifically Obi-Wan at the time. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really important scene. Yeah, I agree. Because if this scene had gone a different way, everything changes for the show. Yeah. Maybe there is no show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But let's... I want to save that for the end. Because okay. I think it's... <laughs> I think it's the strongest part of my argument, so I'm going to save it. <laughs> okay. Um, but let's just take note. I want to take note of how aggressive the third sister is in this episode. Because the third sister is a character that I do like. Mm-hmm. But I do not like what they did with her in, in the finale. Okay. But So let's take note of how aggressive she is. She is going to try to straight up kill the other Jedi. I forget what his name was. Oh, same. That other guy, yep. Yeah, they're the Jedi that doesn't make it through episode one. She's going to slice a woman's hand off for mm-hmm. speaking up a little bit. <laughs> yes. Is there anything else in episode one? There's a lot of more aggressive things. Maybe they're not in episode one. Oh, and then she just straight up, like, 
threatens Owen and his family if the rest of everybody doesn't yeah. give up a, a Jedi to her. Yeah. yeah. And Obi-Wan doesn't step in here. This is another, another example of how much Obi-Wan sucks. He doesn't step in here. Well, yeah, which to me, to me, this means that he thinks his life is more valuable to Luke than Owen's life. Or does he not actually believe that she's going to kill him? He should actually Come believe on. that she's going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, no. you're right. Everything about this scene, Owen should be dead. Yeah. And we're going to get a scene finale where Owen should be dead again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the other crappy thing about Obi-Wan in this episode is he hesitates to save Leia for some reason. Maybe because he just knows he sucks. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. He's just like, I have not been doing this Jedi shit for a long time. I don't have any skill. I have to go to the middle of the desert and dig up my lightsaber because I still know where that is, but it's a big trip. I don't have any skills to save anybody, but I could totally train Luke to be a Jedi. <laughs> well, in theory, he has time to warm up to that, right? <laughs> like, he could see that Luke is, you know, moving some shit with his mind and then go, oh, I have to, like, do a couple laps and get back into shape. Whereas, like, if he has to go and save someone, it's like, you have to be on it or you're going to fail and everybody's going to die. You don't have time to, like, warm up to saving mode, you know? I guess. But you think he would just be, he'd want to be prepared if he actually cares about Luke and wants to be able to protect him, you know? Like, Luke could have got yeah. kidnapped and he went to middle do anything about it. I don't know. Yeah. There's no, he sucks. Let's... <laughs> Let, I just really, really want to establish that Obi-Wan sucks at the beginning of this. just kick a dude when he's down. Okay, yes. He <laughs> yes. does suck at the beginning of this show on purpose. <laughs> okay, good. And then the third sister, I want to talk, the third sister, I actually think she's a great villain. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, they did so well with her. Like, I would, in terms of just, like, being a bad guy, I would say the third sister was, like, a notch below Vader. In terms of just uh, all just around? Just, like, being a good bad guy. Okay. Like, uh, like from a story perspective, like okay. Vader's way more powerful, mm -hmm. but like the ruthlessness leading up to until we get to the the third sister twist, mm -hmm. like she is. They did a really good job of making her the bad guy. Yeah, I agree. And Leia is great. I also love Leia in this first episode. Yes, absolutely delightful. But the thing about Leia is, like, she's not going to be important later. Like, she's still in episode two. And pretty good. And she has a couple scenes in here and there where I like I still like her, but she's not important to the story. She's just like a plot device to get Obi-Wan off his ass. That is true. Yeah. She does kind of take a background role as it progresses. Yes. And that was disappointing to me. And I'll, I'll get I'll get into a moment later that I really wanted to see with Leia. Okay. And I think you'll agree with me on a couple of my ideas of what should have happened in this. <laughs> mm -hmm. But let's keep going. Let's keep going. In chronological okay. episode two, uh huh. I uh, I just wrote in my notes like I have no complaints about episode two. That was a solid episode. I agree. And episode two is going to be a lot like episode four, which I also have no complaints about. I have to say, episode four is like peak Star Wars. It yes. is the most Star Wars that anything ever Star Wars, and it is great. Yes, I think episode four is yes very much above the bar by itself, and I think it has the best scene in this show at least. But episode two, I really liked Haja. Haja's great. Mm -hmm. And I thought there was going to be a little bit, like, I thought there was a gray area with Haja where, like, is he really helping him? Is he not helping him? But they really didn't do anything with that. Yeah. And when he did come back later, like, they also didn't do anything with him, which was yeah. a huge disappointment for me. I wanted Haja all the way through the end. Yeah, I think they wasted Haja. Now, I, I will say, I think there's a lot of future Obi-Wan content 
in the works from what mm. I've been reading. Okay. So hopefully they'll listen to this podcast and get some <laughs> shit right going forward. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll be able to correct some of their mistakes, but. <laughs> and in episode two, again, Leia is great in episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, she's not important later. Uh, episode three. We we talked about this in the after closing song of our of our first episode on Obi Wan. Yep. I don't think this episode's as bad as the finale, but it has a a similar vibe in that like what I think happened when they like they first got together and were like, okay, we're gonna make a Co- Obi Wan Kenobi show. What are we gonna have? And like the first person that talked was just like, well, we gotta have a, a Obi Wan Invader fight scene, of course. <laughs> And then somebody was like, yeah, let's have one in episode three and episode six. <laughs> and that was, and then like, that was the basis for the show. <laughs> Is that what it felt like to you? I mean, yeah, those are like big, important moments, but I feel like episode three had a lot to offer. Like you get a lot of quality Leia time. You get a lot of like quality Obi-Wan feeling feels when he's like, just thinking about her parents and shit and they're connecting. And that's great. Um, You have that, terrible douchebag driving the truck who i hate <laughs> it's good i like i like so much about episode three I, I i think i agree with you actually on the first like the first half of the episode but then once i get into like vader showing up and then there's all these we went into it on our first podcast but like there's a lot of logistical shenanigans with like the tunnel that they use to escape and yeah. how the third sister like goes around it just felt very like that is quite silly yeah, it, it was all over the place. And then, like, I don't know why they had Obi-Wan fight Vader in this episode. Here is why. Okay. Because he doesn't try to fight Vader in this episode, right? He's actively trying to get away from him. And you see that he doesn't feel prepared. He's scared of the whole thing. It's not a good time. And then you contrast that with the sixth episode where he is ready to go. It, like, help completes that track of him coming back to being Obi-Wan instead of shit Obi-Wan as he started this season with. You think he's trying to run away from Vader? Yeah, he's trying to, like, get, like, he's trying to draw him away so that way Leia can get away, but then also, like, he does not even draw his lightsaber until, like, well into this, like, cat and mouse situation they're going through, and he doesn't, I don't even think he swings at him. He just gets surprised and then, like, thrown into the fire. (laughs) Like, he does not actively try to fight Vader at all. And it's also a lot of fun just to see how absolutely salty Vader is. That I enjoyed thoroughly. Okay. You say he chose to stay to help, like, to, like, distract Vader. But he gets this exact same opportunity in episode five, and he doesn't do it. And it would have been a much better opportunity to stay behind. Maybe we can get to it when we get to episode five. Let, let's save it for episode five. Uh, let's circle back around to this in episode five. Okay. I'm talking specifically about the like the fight with the third sister, the Vader mm-hmm. fight with third sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. I, I enjoy Vader just like shitting on Obi Wan here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's how the fight should go. Now it's ridiculous that Obi Wan got away because there was like, what was it like a 15 foot long wall of fire that like Vader can't get around or whatever. <laughs> They should have, like, showed him, like, having a flashback of, like, oh, no, fire's bad. I, I did not like the last time I was on fire or something. But instead, he's just like, harumph, there's fire. Oh, fine, then. Yeah, that slow droid that goes and picks him up. Is like, <laughs> yeah. Can't catch that droid. I agree with you. It was it was the first, like, two and a half episodes is, like, it's all good. And then this is just, like, it lost steam. But they do bring it back in episode four. Let's go to episode four. 
I had no complaints about episode four. We kind of mentioned already. Yeah, episode four has everything you absolutely want from Star Wars in it, right? Like it's got a crazy base that's like half underwater for no good reason and is really ominous looking. You have a rescue you have to do. You've got like interrogation with some like proby droids or whatever. You've got lightsabers. You've got stormtroopers. You've got, it's just great. It's everything. Yeah. Let's take some time in episode four to talk about some good things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think this is the best content for me in this series was when the third sister is interrogating Leia. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. like my favorite. Leia is amazing during yeah. this. And I think it was all really reminiscent of when like Kylo Ren is interrogating Rey in episode mm. seven. And they even had her like putting her hand out like she's trying to like read her mind. Oh, yeah. And she's just like, oh, are we st- is this is this a staring contest are we done yeah yeah <laughs> so the third sister like knows leia is force sensitive right i mean she has to feel it in this that time when she's doing force stuff right like yeah. you'd only be able to resist that kind of shit if you had some force stuff going on yeah and i, I think the whole thing with like in episode five at the end of episode five where like she gets the um, the communication from organa i i felt like there like wasn't enough in that recording for her to like put all the pieces together. Yeah. But this scene, if she is like putting, if she's like, okay, Leia's like really strong with the force and she's somehow associated with this boy, like maybe she's putting two and two together. Yeah. That, that probably makes more it's sense. It's still a little bit of a stretch, I think, but I didn't think that was bad. It's like, it's kind of just whatever. <laughs> but another note of the third sister's level of aggression in this, because she is, she's going to just release all this aggression at the last moment in episode six for whatever reason. But in this episode, episode four, she is literally about to torture a child. Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay. I mean, now we don't know, like, she might be pulling a, like, gonna stop last minute situation. Like, I don't know how fully committed she is to actually harming her. Nothing about the third sister up to this point has suggested that she is not about to torture Leia. (laughs) That is, that is true. That is very true. An old woman was like, hey, don't do that. And she chopped her hands off immediately. It's <laughs> like, no. Yes. Yes, that is true. She does not give second warnings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Obi-Wan does cool Jedi stuff in this, sh- in this episode. Mm-hmm. Not enough to establish that he's like, you know, he's gotten it all back, I would say. I would say that part where like the glass is breaking and they're in the tunnel and then he like redirects the breakage towards the stormtrooper and like that's that's some advanced force usage. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> now he he did that when he was the only force user around. He wasn't like yeah. battling somebody else's force powers. Yeah, that is true. We did that. So I was glad to de- see he was doing something. Oh, also we uh I wanted to mention this. Did you did you identify any of the um people that were in like the uh what do you want to call it? Those like pods that were like they were being like preserved in those uh Oh. I identified one of them. I looked it up and I I got it right. Oh yeah? I just know there was a kid and that was like sad. I don't think the kid was anybody. I think only one of them was a was a thing. I think some of them might have been like from, you know, expanded universe stuff. Maybe. I read an article and they only identified one, which is the okay. one that I identified. The first one that they show. Uh-huh. Do you remember the episodes of Clone Wars where like Ahsoka is like assigned a mission, but it's like a lot of like research that she has to do in the library? 
Mm-hmm. And then there's that like old retired Jedi master. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who like helps him like her like find whatever she needs to find. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's that guy, that old retired mm. Jedi master. Okay. I don't know why they're preserving that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand this whole section. Like wh- why? <laughs> it doesn't mean, like why are we collect like like are they Pokemon now? You gotta collect them all or like the the Jedi that they found in the first episode, they just hung him on tattooing up from like a an arch or something. Did they then later go get him and take him back to base and put him in one of these pods or 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 what do you got to do to to warrant getting put in a pod i don't it's confusing and weird i don't know i can't imagine that that child was of much value yeah maybe it's just like the first youngling that vader killed or something i don't know he's all sentimental about it it's weird (laughs) it's like a trophy collection i guess (laughs) maybe i don't know and then great great cliffhanger at the end of episode four with evil lola (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes which is what i thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be like i mean i guess it was evil lola, lola but it was more of just like a tracker or i guess it was like those uh those like bolts that they put on bolt. Yeah, yeah restraining yeah. bolt yeah which i guess can also have a tracker in it and like can make you control them mm-hmm. i was hoping for like <laughs> this moment where like the third sister shows up and then like evil lola like flies out of like <laughs> leia's like pocket and just like lands on like the third sister's shoulder or something like <laughs> i thought that would have been so funny <laughs> taking her place lola you traitor <laughs> uh so that was good that was good i was i was back in i was back in episode four yeah. I, was, I was hyped after episode four i was like okay now how are you feeling about obi-wan himself at this point i'm like finally like, you know, you gave me something, but he has not done enough to recover from three episodes of being terrible. Okay. You know? All right. They all right. really beat him down in these first three episodes. I'm telling you. <laughs> and what do you what do you think the timeline is here in terms of, like, how many days is this whole series? Like, a week? Two weeks? Like, a week. Yeah, a week feels about right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, he had no confidence to, like, go rescue Leia because he was, like, he was like, oh, I'm not strong enough or something, right? But, mm-hmm. like... I guess he got his powers back pretty fast. Well, you know, experience will do that for you. You know, you just put him in the thick of it and he's got to grow and get better. Uh, All right. Episode five. (laughs) Uh Obi-Wan, because of Lola, but basically Obi-Wan is leading Vader and the third sister directly to these. What do do you you call these people? Rebels? Future rebels? Yeah. um, I was going with um, Jedi Underground Railroad, basically. Yeah, they're either like force sensitive people or they're like they're like Jedi um, sympathizers. Yeah, yeah, they're people helping force sensitive people. Yeah, so the tracker on Lola is going to lead them right to them. Yes, and I have yada yada until we get to the <laughs> until we get to the third sister reveal. Do you have anything before that? Um, well, I would just say that as soon as they land, Obi Wan's like, "I got to get her out of here, so let's go." But then the guy's all like, I got to get all these other people out. And they'll be once immediately like, okay, how can I help? You know, he's already back to help mode. Do you remember the name of this guy? He's like the leader of these, uh, this like underground railroad operation. Eh, I have it in my notes somewhere, but my notes are long. It's not that important. I feel like this guy was like all over the place and like basically like whatever Obi-Wan decided to do, he was like, no, don't do that. But like Obi-Wan was like going back and forth between like... (laughs) 
should I should I run to save them? Should I stay to fight? And he was like, I feel like every time whatever Obi Wan decided wanted to do, he'd be like, No, don't do that. <laughs> it was like he would he would he was oppositely flopping back and forth from Obi Wan. It was kind of weird. I guess Roken. I found his name is Roken. Okay, but what do you think about this like situation we have where it goes back and forth between Obi Wan and Anakin fighting back in the day and current day scenes? Like, what do you feel about that framing? Um. I didn't I didn't dislike it. I I don't think it was like like crazy epic or anything like that. I don't think it had much. I get I got I understood the imagery of it. But again, like I feel like we can't if this is somehow supposed to justify Obi-Wan's evolution, it doesn't make sense that he's like, "Oh, I remembered this fight I had with Anakin in the past and that's why I am like going to be amazing all of a sudden." I don't I don't think that no, makes I don't sense. I think it's that. I think it's just it shows why both of them expect the things that they expect from each other because they do know each other really well and that's that influences all the choices they make here because you know the fight is like exactly what happens here just not in a direct fight you know like Anakin thinks he has the upper hand Obi-Wan knows he's going to be like overconfident or just focused on winning so he can like pull a little switch at root like I just thought it was a great framing device yeah I don't mind it. It is an explanation as to why Obi-Wan had some predictability over um, Vader. So it was it was good. And I think it also like solidifies, like it reminds you that like these were people who cared about each other before. Like, and I think that helps leading into the last episode too. Like reminding where you where they came from and why why Obi-Wan has such trouble with this situation. I, I understand his trouble, but <laughs> how he chooses to deal with it. I don't agree. It does not make sense in the end, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're working our way up. I, I still, I still, for the most part, like episode five. All I'm going right. to get to some missed opportunities in episode five, but I didn't hate it. It was like, this is not like, episode five is like, this is not what I would have done, but I was still interested to see what, where they were going with it. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get to the third sister reveal? Um, I think there's a couple things first. Okay. I was also very disappointed in the use of Haja here, which is basically he does become a babysitter. But the moment when um, they're trying to get into the vents to fix things and Leia's just like, get me a ladder. And Obi-Wan's immediately like, yeah, get her a ladder. Like he's on board. Like the amount of trust he has in this child now, like from the guy who didn't want to go anywhere to save her to now like, yeah, just give her what she wants. She knows what she's doing. I think is also really nice. Yeah, he did one nice thing. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I like that he wasn't a dick in that moment. <laughs> I think he grew and they bonded. That's how I see it. Okay. I Leia's great in this. I I I think Leia and Obi-Wan interactions throughout this are good. I don't think there's any there's not like an epic moment that Leia and Obi-Wan can really have unless he was going to be like, "Hey Leia, that's your dad" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how terrible and traumatic would that be? Oh, Yeah. When we get to this Vader and third sister fight, I'm going to tell you how I, I would have had this happen. Oh, I also have a how I, just as third sister, what I would have done differently about that whole situation. All right, this is going to be fun. Okay. But first, we, we got to get to the third sister reveal. Are you ready? Yes, yes. All right, yes. this is the big reveal of the show. It was a little goofy how they did this, where they both just kind of like walked up to a wall <laughs> and like sensed <laughs> each other. And like uh -huh. third sister says like nothing. I, I, this isn't a complaint. It was just kind of like Star Wars goofiness. Mm -hmm. And like <laughs> Obi-Wan basically just like monologues the third sister's entire history without talking to her at all. <laughs> well, 
I mean, he does get that hint earlier where she actually knows Vader's name. And and he's right. Like, Vader wouldn't want people to know his real name. He's mysterious and doomy now. So, like, he's had to have been thinking on that for a while and trying to figure out what is up with this third sister. Yeah. I, I kind of wish we had, like, gotten, like, some evidence that he was thinking about it and it wasn't just, like, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have just, like, mumbled to himself, like, how does she know Anakin or something like that? I don't know. Something small would have been nice. I wasn't thinking about that at all. Yeah, same. I was not thinking about it until this moment. And I think that's what they wanted. They wanted a big surprising moment here. Yeah. It it, it kind of felt a little out of left field, but I, I would say it's it wasn't perfect, but I don't mind it. Um, but the, we, we talked about how aggressive the third sister has been up to this point. Yeah. And when we get her background, do you want to explain her background real fast? So she was one of the younglings on the night when Vader came through and killed all the younglings, but she managed to not get killed and just hide amongst her dead friends. And it's very sad. And I think it's a great backstory for a villain. Yeah. Yeah. But where, where I get confused or find it hard to follow is that now she's a a youngling when this happens. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how wrapped up in the Jedi way she is, I guess. Well, what, they show her she's, like, probably about the same age Leia is now, right? So she's, like, 10. Okay. And, like, they take them when they're pretty young, like, five at the latest, probably. Okay. That's a solid five years of indoctrination. Okay. But what I'm getting at is, does she just, like, instantly give up everything about the Jedi Order because of what Anakin does? Or, like, what happened to her where she turned into this, like, aggressive Vader-like monster where she's like, I'm hunting down Anakin to kill him and to, like, for revenge against all my fallen friends, but I'm going to murder my own people across, along the way. Like, how did she get to this level? Okay, so here's what happens. She's a kid at the Jedi Academy. And who is, like, the most famous Jedi right now? You've got Yoda. You've got Obi-Wan definitely got Anakin like they're being war heroes right now right and then Mm -hmm. this guy who is like the epitome of everything you've been training to be comes in and kills all your friends who are the the only family you have because you got snatched away from your family at a really young age that's gonna fuck you up and so she gets super angry like and that whole dark side situation where like I don't know at what point she hooked up with the inquisitors but they're going to feed on that to train her, right? They're going to dig into like telling her to just dwell in that anger and hate and build it up for 10 years. So yeah, of course she's going to slice some people's hands off. You described what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree? I, I agree that that's what they're going for. I don't know that I buy it like entirely. I think it's very complicated because throughout this whole show, she is actually not on her way to kill Vader. But her mission is to, like, find Obi-Wan because she knows if she finds Obi-Wan, Vader will, like, come to her with Obi-Wan there. She's just trying to get close. So, like, she's on this, like, murderous rampage just to go find Obi-Wan. Like, she's not even, like, hunting down Vader. Like, she's already, like, in the uh, Inquisitors group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's trying to work her way up. She's trying to be tactical about it. But the whole time, she's got this absolute anger and bitterness bubbling just below the surface so she has to take it out on the innocent bystanders have to i mean well (laughs) that's how it works out for her but if i accept what you're saying right Mm -hmm. 
Then again, how does she drop all the way back down to zero by the end of this? So I, I just do not believe the level of aggression that she has and then how she brings it all the way back down right at the end. That's the, the inconsistency for me. She faces him. She fails. She realizes that she wasn't the sneaky bitch she thought she was. Like, he knew what was going on the whole time. She thought she made progress with killing the Grand Inquisitor. Surprise, he's still alive. She's faced the trauma of her childhood, like, and it just, like, breaks her a little bit more and brings that all bubbling back up to the surface. I think even talking to Obi-Wan, like, directly somebody out loud saying the shit that happened to her made her feel more vulnerable and more likely to like break down later. I think she should still be pissed because I think Obi-Wan screws her over a little bit here. <laughs> it, but before, oh yeah. Going into the fight scene. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she should still be very angry. But she also fucks it up hardcore herself. I think there was an understanding that Obi-Wan did not follow through on <laughs> from my perspective, at least. The show doesn't really highlight it, but like I was like, "Wait, what just happened here?" In terms when this when we get to this fight, yeah. But I think she, I think she also just waits too long to start her assault, right? Like she could be doing this while he's like ripping apart the side of that ship. She goes up behind him, makes a big swing and a big noise before trying to hit him. No, what you do is you walk up behind him, you point your lightsaber at his back, and then you turn it on when it's touching him, and then you just flail around, and that's how you deal with people when you're trying to sneaky lightsaber them no matter what she did it wasn't gonna work like she went about killing vader in the way that like everybody goes about killing somebody in movies you know yeah which is dumb she should have been smarter that's not why the show is bad that's just like that's just how movies work (laughs) well yeah i'm not saying the show is bad i'm just saying she was dumb and she should feel like that is not a criticism that i have (laughs) (laughs) this is my criticism of just her she did a dumb thing and should feel bad criticism like entire cinema right (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> be smarter. Oh, I actually think, and this is where I get into like above the bar, below the bar kind of, I want people to think like, okay, I didn't like this, but I like this, but why? Why didn't I like it? Why did I like it? Because I I think third sister, how her backstory explains and the way like explaining her aggression, and I think it's very complicated emotional feeling she's having to the point that I don't really think it's understandable on the surface. Like, you'd really have to be in her head to understand it. And it reminds me a lot of Anakin from episode two and three of the movies. Okay. And I almost think it's exactly like Anakin. Like, the emotions that they're going through are so complicated. And the way that they deal with it is, like, doesn't really make sense. But they're dealing with emotions or whatever. And the only thing that isn't in this with the third sister is that she's not, like, in a romantic relationship with somebody. (laughs) But other okay. than that, I think it's exactly like Anakin. And I, I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, there is a parallel there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But a lot of people hate Anakin in the in the prequel movies. Yeah, but not because of decisions made, because of bad dialogue and maybe not the best acting. You think it's more than just like the love scenes with Padme that people hate? Yeah. You know that part where he's all like, oh, the sand, it's so gross. And oh, I killed the women and the children. Mm, not not about it. Just, ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's as bad as like, look, we're getting, we're getting a third sister crying at the end of this. I don't know. I thought it was like equal, equally weird. I don't know. I thought, there were, I thought these characters were like almost identical in like the way that their actions are explained, I guess. Okay. But you feel okay about Vader, but not about third sister? I still like Third Sister up to this point. Okay. I don't I don't I don't hate Third Sister. I just it's it's more episode six where I'm just like, 
I, I kind of agree with your assessment of her. Like she's having these complicated emotions that, and she's like lashing out. Yeah. I, I just don't believe the comeback down that we're going to get mm. to. And there's, there's a moment in this conversation with Obi-Wan where she's like, we should kill him together or fight him together. And then she like senses him and she's like, do you even want to kill Anakin? Do you even want him dead or whatever? Yeah. And then she totally shits on him again for being the person who trained the person. Yeah. Deservedly so. <laughs> yes. Deservedly so. But this is weird. And I think another thing that I kind of feel like this entire uh, series is like built to explain. And this is similar to like Rogue One where it's like, oh, let's make a story about how they got the plans to the Death Star, which is like a very small detail that doesn't really need to be explained. But we're, let's make an entire movie for it. I kind of feel like this entire series was just to like justify the comments of like, I think Obi-Wan in episode four of the movies and Yoda in those movies where they're like, oh, Luke, your father's dead. When in like reality, he's not. But they've decided like the version of Luke's father that they acknowledge is dead. Well, like in those movies, like Obi-Wan does explain like yeah i know i said he was dead but i meant it like this like he straight up says that in what is it the fifth one yeah he says that sixth one yeah and i'm fine with that and we did not need an entire six episode miniseries to explain why he said that <laughs> you know and i feel like that's the that's like the only payoff from this entire series essentially but okay let's get to that that was in my wrap-up but i just had to bring it up right now okay okay <laughs> So yeah, we get a sense that for whatever reason, uh, Obi-Wan hasn't moved on and maybe he doesn't want Anakin dead. I mean, that makes sense. Like, this is like legit his best friend. Like, he's sad. Like, I get that. I think like Obi-Wan goes away, but then he like gives himself up. But Obi-Wan basically like figures out that like, oh, you don't want me to give to Vader. You want me to get Vader to you, essentially, is the idea. Oh yeah, he says like, I'm not here for you to give me to Vader. I'm here to give you Vader. Like... Yeah. He's saying, take your chance now. Yeah. And I swear, at some point within these, like, two conversations that they have, Obi-Wan is definitely like, we should fight him together, right? I do not recall now. Okay. Exactly Maybe not. Is. Regardless of whether they did say it, I thought they did. Maybe I was just, like, I was predicting where the show was going, and maybe they didn't mm -hmm. say it. But, like, they definitely should have fought him together here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this choice. Yeah. And this is where, like, like you said, like, oh, he stayed to fight Vader to help them get away in episode three. Yeah. But he doesn't choose the chance to stay and help them get away and actually have a chance of fighting Vader with the third sister. Like, that's just crazy. Doesn't make sense to me. I think up to this point, he still doesn't want to fight Vader. And he has a way for them to get away now, which is Vader dealing with the third sister. And if he deals with the third sister, then... Obi-Wan no longer has to deal with the third sister. Like, he's kind of just, like, pitting them against each other. So that way, one of them, the third sister, will be taken out of the equation and his life's a little bit easier. There's no way he thinks the third sister is going to beat Vader. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect opportunity to handicap match this guy and maybe have a chance. Yeah, but I don't, he's, like, not emotionally ready for that shit. You're saying, like, oh, yeah, he had an easy getaway here. This was not an easy getaway. I mean, it was a pretty cool getaway, though. It was. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're at the fight. Let's just let's just do it. Yeah, Vader shows up, and mm -hmm. the ship flies away. I guess it was automated. I hope nobody was on this ship. Yeah. 
And I do like silly force moments like this in Star Wars, oh, yeah. where he's just like, "Nope, I'm taking this." It's a big, it's a pretty big ship. It's like almost Millennium Falcon size, I think. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's just like, "Nope," and he drags that shit out of the air <laughs> while it's trying to fly away. <laughs> and then he like lands it on the ground, and then he just straight up like force rips the side of the ship open to see if anything's inside. So cool. He just like, <laughs> rips it apart bit by bit, and you can see just like the fury and power. And it's this part's great. I love this. This is great. And then a ship behind it just goes later, bitch, and just takes off, and he's just like, "Fuck, so good." Yeah, it's a little silly and kind of like a stupid plan. Uh, it's Whatever. like, you know what? We'll get a ship and no one's going to be on that ship. It's going to fly away. Vader's going to come in. He's going to be like, he's going to yoink that out of the sky. And we know he's going to do this. <laughs> we know he's going to do this. And then he'll never expect this second ship. He'll be so dumbfounded. He won't pull that <laughs> ship out of the sky. So I don't actually dislike this part. I don't think this is... I don't think it's like bad Star Wars. It's just funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, when you put it that way, like planning that out sounds ridiculous, but the execution is phenomenal. It would have made sense if like the third sister like came and like attacked him right as the the second ship was leaving Mm -hmm. or something. But I don't think they really like showed it like that properly. Yeah. So there was really no reason that unless there's just like he needed to recover his mana pool or whatever. (laughs) Like (laughs) he didn't have enough strength for the second ship. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think was smaller than the first ship. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it was silly. But again, I, I like those like crazy moments. And again, like it's been 10 years since we've seen Vader. And I'm going to get into a little bit of talk about like power levels. <laughs> yeah. A little bit here. Okay. Because um, like something that we actually talked about when we were talking about Food Wars and just like animes in general in, the la- in, um, in our mm-hmm. Food Wars episode is yeah. like, I don't really like animes where it's just like Dragon Ball Z style, like one of us is just going to power up and then we're just going to be more powerful and then we're going to win the fight because we're more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like, if two people are going to fight each other, I like their power levels to be like either unknown or we have a sense that like whatever the matchup is, like it could go either way. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And after what we've seen Vader do in this whole series, like we saw him like snapping people's necks like it was nothing mm-hmm. and then he yeah, pulled yeah. the ship out of the sky now like Gary is vader up. is thanos correct yeah he's the most powerful <laughs> motherfucker in the whole galaxy right I mean, <laughs> other than the emperor or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah but for the purpose of this show like he is thanos <laughs> pretty much yeah and i like that vader should be thanos so that's I, I like feel bad for the third sister here because i i feel like she got duped into like fighting vader by herself a little bit like maybe it wasn't her plan to do it that day but like it was always her plan right one day she was gonna face him and try to kill him like might as well be this day i guess i i just really it it, it really felt like obi-wan should have fought with her and like how epic would the, have the fight been if it was like third sister and obi-wan working together to try to beat vader like that would have just I been mean, but so how cool. epic was this fight now this fight was good yeah this fight was so good he didn't even bother getting out his lightsaber he was just like, I'm going to force redirect all your shit, and then I'm going to steal your lightsaber, break it in half, give you half of it out of charity, and then proceed to beat the absolute ever-living shit out of you anyway. Like, it was so good. Yeah, this match was good. Like, I'll, I'll make, like, some, like, WWE comparisons, because I watch WWE. Mm-hmm. You have, like, your your main events or, like, your big pay-per-views, you have, like, a match that you're building towards, right? Yeah. This is kind of, like a tweener where it felt like it was going to be a big matchup 
But in reality, it was just like a building matchup where you're just like, oh, you thought the third sister was strong? Nope. Vader just kicked her <laughs> ass like no problem. Didn't take a single blow. And I was like, okay, okay. Vader's just like, Vader is Thanos. Like we thought the third sister might be like kind of at her level. We wanted to see where she matched up and nope, she's just not at that level. <laughs> is that how you felt? Is that how you felt about it as well? Um, Yeah. I mean, I never like really thought she stood a chance i thought she was going to be smarter and a little sneakier in how she tried to beat him but she wasn't and that i think was her big problem but like sometimes it's just like fun to see the super powerful guy like wail on people it's like that's part of what rogue one existed for there's that scene at the end where he's entering the one half of the ship and just absolutely mowing down all these rebels and it's kind of badass like Sometimes you just got to let Vader flex so that way you are reminded how crazily powerful he is. Absolutely. I agree with this. Okay. Except Mm -hmm. (laughs) immediately in episode six, we're going to bring back Vader and he is, he's going to get kind of shit on what doesn't really make sense. I think this should have been the last episode with Vader in it. And I think the main event of this show should have just been a third sister Obi-Wan main event. Don't get that full Obi-Wan um, arc if it doesn't involve Vader. I guess with, like, the imagery of their emotions or, like, his how he's feeling about him, I guess. Yeah, like, so much of the reason he sucks is this baggage he has around Vader. Like, being betrayed by his best friend, feeling like he betrayed his best friend. Just the whole, the levels of failure and suck that is their relationship. Like, that's the core of Obi-Wan. Third sister's just an annoyance at the end of the day. But he could have had that emotional stuff too and had a had a fight with Vader like, with the third sister. You know, I, I just wish it was believable. Because let me say this too, this is obvious to everybody who's a Star Wars fan, but like we know who lives and dies to this show, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So yeah. by itself, a fight between Vader and Obi-Wan really has no intrigue to it. In terms of who's going to win. I like this third sister fight. Because even though I know Vader can't die here. But I'm at least going to find out. Where the third sister stands. With respect to Vader. Because she's a brand new character. We don't we don't know. Maybe she has some like tricks she hasn't busted out or whatever. So I thought that was good. The other, the other thing I liked about it. I want to say this. Is that there were no cuts to like other scenes. In the middle of this fight. And that's another big issue I have with the. Uh, mm, the, the, the episode 6 action that we're going to see. That, that that's a fair criticism i'll agree there so okay let me finish up how i wanted to this to go okay and then you, you said you had your own version i mean my own version was she sneaks up and turns the lightsaber on oh and already that's not fun because that's that's the smart way to assassinate someone with a lightsaber she's dumb that's how like that's how you kill somebody in real life but that's not how you kill somebody in the movies but yeah <laughs> so i wish obi-wan would have stayed there's some like interaction between obi-wan third sister and vader and then i think this is a missed opportunity but to have leia in this show and to have no interaction with vader seems like a missed opportunity and they could have had something where like like leia runs off the ship or something and is like obi-wan like don't do it or something and then like there could have been like some sort of interaction between leia and vader that would have like that would have given me feelings you know but I do want to ask you, like, is there is there something about the original movies that just, like, oh, they can't have any inter- interaction between these two? Well, like, there is definitely a part where just, like, Vader figures out that Luke is his kid because he, like, can just sense him. And that 
partly might be because Luke is like training up in the force and it's their forceness like button up against each other and seems familiar, but maybe not. So there's a possibility that maybe seeing her getting close enough, he would like figure shit out. Or the other likelihood is he would just murder her because she's a small child in his way and he has no problem killing small children. I promise she wouldn't. He wouldn't have killed her because he can't. Well, yeah. <laughs> there but could I mean, like, something. But like from a logical perspective, I don't know if she's like throwing herself in front of Obi-Wan or something. Like he's just, he's just going to mow her down. Like he's not going to stop. There's like so much stupid stuff with like people not killing people when they should have that like... <laughs> He could have, like, f picked her up, like, chokehold or something, and then there's, like, a stare down between them, and then that, like, ambiguously, like, an ambiguous stand down just to, like, give you the emotion of it without, it doesn't have to bend to have any consequences, and then, like, either, like, third sister Obi-Wan, like, attacks Vader and he has to drop Leia or something. Like, that's, that's all I wanted, like, something like that. Mm. I just thought it was a missed opportunity. See, for me, the emotional stuff with her and Vader comes through Obi-Wan being the guy that, like, knows her her dad and like being able to share anything with her or not. That's where I get it from. Yeah. It's a, it's like Obi-Wan's emotions and he's like trying to communicate it to Leia in the end, but he really can't talk specific. So I guess she gets a little bit out of it, but it's mostly just like Obi-Wan's feelings. I think. Okay. Third sister gets beat down by Vader. For whatever reason, now getting stabbed in the gut with a lightsaber does not kill you. And in fact, you can get up the same day and run away. No problem. Yeah. I guess this is just like a new trope that they're trying to introduce. I guess. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is silly. Because like, we knew the Grand Inquisitor was still alive. But like, mm -hmm. they didn't bring him back in like a cool way. It was just like, oh, I guess he's not dead. <laughs> yep. If you didn't even know the Grand Inquisitor was going to be alive like we did i feel like you would have been like oh he's still alive that's not very interesting yeah i didn't hate it because i already knew it was going to happen so i didn't need like this epic reveal or whatever but uh it felt like a weird choice to not not have a cooler way of coming back and then like you said yeah third sister's going to live from the exact same injury <laughs> i guess if you miss vital organs uh we're gonna get we're gonna get more of this in episode six but like after you stab somebody with a lightsaber why do you not strike them again like what is the purpose of just being like i almost kill you yeah it doesn't make sense that they don't kill her here at the end of this right like it does they know that it's not gonna kill her and they're just like Meh, whatever you don't matter it's like everybody is trying to be batman and be like oh i totally don't kill people i just like injured them to the point of like except Vader <laughs> has a collection of people he and his yeah, minions have murdered in sense. a tower like it doesn't make any sense maybe that's what maybe the point is you just stab them a little bit and not do too much physical damage so you can put them in the hall of Jedi and just like well have a nice collection of mostly put together people I don't know it's very weird yeah so they walk away and the third sister is like struggling but as a viewer, you're like, okay, I guess she's going to live. <laughs> yeah. And then she sees the thing on the ground, uh, the comlink thing. Uh, I thought it was just like, oh, I was just like, oh, cool. She can like phone Obi-Wan to like come save her or something. And we were going to get some sort of like team up. I, I just really wanted a team up between third sister and Obi-Wan <laughs> since they like really had like a similar goal in mind at the end. Like if you're going to have this twist where they both want to deal with Vader in some capacity. Like, they, they could have fought, and, like, Third Sister, like, actually was, like, about to kill Vader, but then Obi-Wan, like, stopped her, or, like, they could have done so many cool things, I thought. 
but yeah, she she it's not really a com link. It's just like a recording device, I guess. I think it's it's just she it's his voicemail. Like that's yeah. what she gets into. <laughs> yeah. And I already said like I thought it was a little weird how she like put put like all the pieces to the puzzle together, but whatever. And um I thought this should have just been the end of the series right here. I think we leave it a cliffhanger. Third sister probably still gonna live. She's a cool character. She still exists in the universe. Let's bring her back later when we have a better creative narrative around <laughs> what to do with her. Okay. But yeah, if I were to suggest anybody, if I was going to give this a thumbs up and recommend to people, I would say watch the first five episodes and pretend the sixth one didn't happen. That's this is False. where I would stop. No, no, I disagree. Maybe you skip episode three. <laughs> nope. Nah, you can watch three. Gotta watch all of it. The stuff in three is less like, oh, I hate the story and more of just like, I didn't like the filming decisions that they made, which is a different issue. Okay. But okay. Episode six. But the first thing I want to say is there are two things that happen in this final episode that I actually like. Okay. And as we go, do you want to try to guess? (laughs) Guess what they are? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. What? I think think on the rewatch, I, I might have found a couple more things that i like but they're like they're not like big things they're just like little moments fascinating i'm off the top of my head i can't even pinpoint what those might be you'll you'll be like oh yeah of course you like that when we get to it okay probably let's go let's go scene by scene but we'll try to go quickly because this is this is the big reason that we're having this debate yeah Mm -hmm. we talked a long time about the rest of it (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i was trying to talk about it in ways that like you know this is what they're telling us leading up to episode six. When we get here, does what we're about to talk about in episode six justify what we've seen so far? That's kind of the context. Okay. We start episode six. Third sister is already on tattooing. <laughs> yeah. The timing of this makes no sense. That I will give you. It is extremely frustrating. Yeah. And she's going to be looking for Owen and Luke, which makes sense with what she heard on the thing. Well, it is a stretch. It's also a stretch to like for her to determine that like finding and killing this kid is the move. Like maybe Vader does want this kid dead. Like she doesn't know. Like maybe protecting him would be the way to, you know, stick it to Vader. But I think she's lost a lot of blood and she's really dumb right now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get a uh, Vader is chasing the rebels. I think their hyperdrive, classic Star Wars, their hyperdrive's not working. So they are actually chaseable. Yes. And there's some more, just the engines borked all around and they're like, their shields are going to run out before they can fix it. Yeah. So they're not going to be able to outrun uh, Vader. And then um, this guy that saw the third sister in the first scene is going to give Owen a heads up. So at Owen, <laughs> they're, they're going to decide, I, I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit because they, they cut so much in this final Oh episode. yeah, it's like, a lot of quick scenes. Yeah. There's basically like two things going on and it's like every 15 seconds we're like back to the other thing and then every the other 15 yeah. seconds we're back to the other thing. And so I'm going to I'm gonna jump around in terms of how we see it in the show. But Owen's basically going to get a heads up that like the third sister is coming to kill them essentially. So he goes home to like prepare. Yeah. And his wife like refuses to leave and refuses yeah. to get help. She's just like, we have some shotguns. It's fine. We can handle it. They looked like they were like bringing out like... <laughs> We only see them briefly. I thought they were like revolutionary war rifles, but they were like, I was like, wait, are they going to have like real bullets? <laughs> but they're like, they still shoot 
laser beams or whatever. Yeah, because everything shoots laser beams. <laughs> but they're like they look like really shitty blasters, essentially yeah. blaster rifles. Uh, but she's like, we're enough. <laughs> and I have in my notes. No, you are not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're she's used to fighting off, you know, Tuscan Raiders or whatever, and it's just like, sure. Or she's real sick of this shit, and it's just like, whatever. Let's just end this. All right, cut back to uh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan, um, come up with a plan. You know, he's a Jedi. He's gonna find. He's gonna do an honorable thing finally. It's gonna take his little ship and draw Vader away, and Leia loses her absolute shit over this plan. She's just screaming at him. Yeah, and this is exactly what I wanted to happen. I just wanted it to happen like in the last episode when they were about to fight Vader. You know, like mm-hmm. Leia has the exact reaction that I thought she should have. And, like, she could have, like, ran off the ship to be, like, whatever, and then have an interaction with Vader. So, like, they almost had it, I think. But they just, like, ugh, they just, like, decided to have Obi-Wan run mm. away and then, like, run away from Vader, but then not run away from him, <laughs> like, like an hour later. Because he had a distraction at that point, and now he's out of distractions, and he must be the distraction again. I guess. I guess he didn't know that the uh, hyperdrive wasn't going to be working. <laughs> yeah, also that. <laughs> so yeah, he's finally going to do a good Jedi thing. Has he like redeemed himself for you at this point? Like you said, he's, you know, back to not being shitty. In terms of um, like being a good person, he is finally doing the right thing in this moment, I believe. Okay. He is not prepared to fight Thanos, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, so the, the he, wants to, he wants to leave and all the rebels are like, no, don't do it. Haja's gonna talk to Leia. <laughs> like he suddenly. Yeah, I was just glad that we got an interaction between these two because these are two characters that I wanted to see more of, but nothing really like of importance really happens. Yeah, I know I like that he's known her for like an hour, maybe. Like they didn't really interact when they were on planet together last time, and now he's like, Oh, I'll talk to her, it's fine. I'll yeah. That's like, so what? Weird. <laughs> and then we're gonna get a scene of like Obi-Wan consoling leia on his decision and blah 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 obi-wan's still going to do it (laughs) yes yes but um obi-wan gives her um a a blaster holder specifically um talus a holster oh we didn't uh, talk about her (laughs) no we didn't but the woman who helped her help them along the way on the underground railroad of jedi uh she died earlier and and her holster was important to her so he gave it to, to Leia. Yeah. Who was bummed that it didn't come with a blaster. Which is like <laughs> classic 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And then before Obi-Wan leaves, he's actually going to talk to Qui-Gon. We, uh, we haven't even talked about Qui-Gon yet here. <laughs> Keeps talking to him and he doesn't show up. He's been trying to talk to him this whole time. And I, I think Qui-Gon was something that certainly I was anticipating. I assume you were anticipating at some point, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Qui-Gon could have been used in like a cool way where like like maybe if Obi-Wan didn't like suck so much in the beginning <laughs> and like he could have still sucked a little bit if that's what they were going for but like I wish he had, was having like a little bit of success with talking to Qui-Gon like maybe he would get like uh words here and there where he like could feel like he sensed him or, mm. or like heard something he was saying and then like maybe after he fights Vader the first time he has like a bigger success with talking to Qui-Gon in a way that would justify his growth. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you get more Qui-Gon, the stronger he becomes. Yeah. I I think that would have been a better way of, like, or even a way of explaining why Obi-Wan becomes as powerful as he does at the end here. But 
we'll talk about what we do get out of Qui-Gon at the very end. <laughs> I think they probably just had him for an afternoon and, and you know, so they did what they could with it. Yeah, I think actually a lot of like some of the shenanigans that happen in the show are probably just like production logistics problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, Obi-Wan leaves. And the Grand Inquisitor, like the, the original Grand Inquisitor now, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, we should definitely just kill these people screw obi-wan like there's way more people and like future force sensitive people on this this other ship they're way more of a threat than obi-wan is vader gives zero fucks he's like we're going after obi-wan deal with it and vader's like i'm gonna face kenobi alone because like what is what kenobi just like flies to like a a local planet the nearest moon or something (laughs) yeah and he's just like well he's totally gonna come down here and fight me alone which i agree makes sense and then in the other scene Third sister is going to show up at the at Owen's farm. The rest of the show essentially is going to be two action scenes, and yeah. they basically like splice them together, <laughs> like fifteen seconds here, fifteen seconds there, black and black, back and forth, back and forth. I really didn't like this. I agree with with that. They they should have just been like one continuous scene of this this Obi Vader fight. Yeah. So I would like to talk about these scenes as if they were all one scene. Okay. And at least give them a chance of being good. <laughs> okay okay i think we should do obi-wan vader first all right all right here we go i think the shots of this are beautiful you've got this nice hazy lighting you've got the contrast of the two terrains they're standing behind like oh behind obi-wan are these big rocks and then like it's the solid plane and like a moon or something behind vader and then you get Low shots, high shots, side shots, close shots, far shots. Like they cover every single angle of a fight between two lightsaber people that you could possibly want. And so I appreciate it from that standpoint, just to begin with. Okay. I agree. I I, I, I do think it looked cool, but there is zero suspense in this fight, right? Like (laughs) going into it, if third sister and Obi-Wan had fought each other, that would have been like a fair fight. Or, or who do you think would have won that fight? I mean, well, Obi-Wan has to win the fight. In terms of, like, their power levels, right? Okay. Who would you say was more powerful between Obi-Wan and Third Sister if you didn't know the future? Well, like, okay, so Third Sister's had more practice more recently, but probably not as good of training as Obi-Wan had. I don't know. I'm talking hours ago with Obi-Wan could have stayed <laughs> and fought oh. with the Third Sister. Uh-huh. If they had fought hours ago, who do you think would have won? Who was more who was more powerful between the, the third sister and Obi-Wan? I mean, I guess third sister, sure. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so going into this fight, this should be another Vader stomp, essentially. Okay. But there are things like Obi-Wan knows how he fights, right? Like they fought together years and trained together. Like there's an advantage there of understanding what to expect from this man. Do you think he utilized his knowledge of Anakin to defeat him here? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I think he knows his lightsaber tricks. Okay. And also... Let's get to what he does, though, eventually. Vader is tilted. Like, he's not going to be at his absolute best. Like, he can fight Third Sister like nothing because he doesn't care about her. Like, he's going to be more reckless and ridiculous fighting (laughs) Obi-Wan. You don't buy it? No, no, no. Like, you, you think Vader is so tilted that it, he's, his power level is so depleted and 
Obi-Wan knows Anakin like so well that it like in this specific fight, his like power level is so significantly increased. I mean, there's no like power level. It's just like he's putting all his shit out there and, and you know, makes some mistakes. But like, I mean, in the beginning, he's he's stomping on Obi-Wan, right? Like he puts he buries him in a hole. Like, I don't know why he buries him in the hole and is just like, well, I'm done here. Goodbye. Like he, he would he should be able to sense that Obi-Wan is still alive in the hole and probably finish killing him. Yes. I do not know why he does not. But there is a nice moment when Obi-Wan is in the hole where he starts thinking about Leia and like his connection to her. And he like uses his human connection to like use the force more, which is like a thing you're not supposed to do as a Jedi because they don't want you to have a connection to anyone. But I think it's a nice moment and it kind of makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You don't buy it at all. You're so nice, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't buy it at all. Like, Obi-Wan is getting stomped, as he should be. And, okay, even if I give you that, right? Okay. Like you said, why does Vader not kill Obi-Wan? And then we're going to get to it. I still want to go through this, this scene a little bit more. But, like, Obi-Wan does not kill Vader either when he has the opportunity. So, it's like, even if you're okay with the fact that Obi-Wan is able to get him, it's like, what is the, like, what are we watching here? Like, why Why are they having this fight? Why are we watching it? What is the point of the Obi-Wan story arc in this entire show? Okay, like, the only reason any Star Wars exists is just because it's fun to watch, right? It doesn't need a big meaning or whatever for me. I just like Star Wars stuff. But I think this series is ultimately a tale of his arc of, like, coming out of that, like, super dark place of having lost everything and building back up to reconnecting with the force and who he was before to a point where he's able to be useful and save a child again at the very least and the point of this fight is for this emotional confrontation that they have like him to actually face him for the first time since he feels like he failed him and also was betrayed by him but also did betray him too like it's a lot of complex emotions and they need to just like that's what this is for I, I just think, like, the fact that Obi-Wan is able to beat Vader here and had the opportunity to kill him but doesn't for whatever reason, I think it really takes away from the Obi-Wan and Vader that we're going to get in the Episode 4 movies. I think it takes anything away. Because we've already watched Obi-Wan beat Vader, but now like now I feel like we need a whole nother miniseries to explain why Obi-Wan isn't powerful enough to beat Vader. <laughs> Is he not powerful enough to beat Vader in that? Or does he just choose to not beat him? Like, he literally chooses to not beat him. He, like, turns his lightsaber off and lets him kill him. Like, he doesn't even kill him. I think he just becomes one with the Force and is like, later, you're never going to beat me. I think none of this diminishes that. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have the words right now <laughs> to explain it. I also think it's less intriguing to have like this monolith of just a super powerful dude that always wins. He doesn't always win. We know he doesn't always win. He's going to lose eventually in episode six. Yeah, well, that's like he loses because he's old and also emotional. Like he doesn't like he sacrifices himself to save his son. He doesn't get vested. Yeah, he shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it just breaks the like the coolness factor of Vader that he loses here. I think it gives him more depth as a character. 
because he has a weakness. If they had done anything to make me believe that Obi-Wan was gaining power, you, you like you're saying like he was like he was weak and the story is that he's overcoming this all this loss that he had and he has this emotional emotional moments but like he only is in this emotional state because this show that we're watching decided to make him that way i i guess it's just, i guess it's just maybe i, I just not <laughs> i just don't care <laughs> I just, <laughs> okay i i had the i already thought obi-wan was cool why do we need a story that like explains why he's cool i don't know that's how i feel I don't need him to be cool. I need him to have human emotions and interactions with people and like... Yeah, that that's part of being cool. <laughs> okay. I didn't have this sense that Obi-Wan like was shitty at this aspect that you're talking about until they told me he was shitty at it. And then the entire story is just, oh, him overcoming this brand new shittiness that they introduced to me, you know? I mean, that could be anything, though. Like, any standalone movie is just like, well, this person is overcoming this hardship that they introduced here. Yeah, but we don't know the future of those most movies. So this fight starts. Let's just let's just describe the progression of this fight. Okay. And maybe it'll show like some frustration I'm having with how this fight ends in the end. So Obi-Wan again, like he tries to move this relatively big rock in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He tries to like gently like topple it on Vader, essentially, because that's all the strength that he has. And Vader is just like, nope, catches the rocks and essentially like he has enough power to just like launch this rock into space. Actually, like it goes flying off the screen. You can huh. barely even see it. So that's where we start in this fight. And then Vader like like Hulk force smashes the ground. He does. Yes. And like makes a big pit for Obi-Wan to fall in and then buries him in rocks. When when he Hulk force smashed the ground, okay, this was the first moment in the in the finale that I liked. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I like dumb force stuff like this. Oh man, that was so funny. And then, okay, but missed opportunity here. I and I, I literally thought this was going to happen, and they didn't do it. Vader should have said something to the effect of, "Who has the high ground now?" <laughs> okay, yeah, that that would have been pretty good. <laughs> it's over, Obi Wan. I have the high ground. <laughs> it really felt like they were setting up to say that, and then they didn't. But maybe it was just like, oh, we want to reference it, but like not be too cheesy about it. That's fair. That would have been good. But yeah, he just like covers in a box, and like you said, he's like, "Yep, cool." Um, probably dead. I'll just walk away now. <laughs> Walks away, but oh, Obi-Wan's not dead. Uh, and Obi-Wan has the power to lift a shit ton of rocks now. <laughs> because he's thinking about Leia and where he's, you know, his, his growth in the past week or whatever, and his he's reconnecting with the Force, and it's making him stronger. This is literally anime bullshit. Like, this is what <laughs> this is. Like, this is exactly what happens to animes that I don't like. It's like, I think about my friends and how much they support <laughs> me. And now my power levels are so much higher. But literally, like, force nonsense has always been about that. Like, the, the dark side is supposedly so much more powerful because you tap into your, you know, dark emotions. Like, that is Star Wars bullshit. Vader walks away. Obi-Wan says, oh, it's time to power up. He gets all those rocks <laughs> off him and he's going to come up on Vader. Vader senses it, though, and he's ready. So they, they restart the fight. Mm-hmm. And let's remember, in this fight with the third sister he had, uh-huh. he is literally stopping lightsaber swings with the Force. Like, he did not need a lightsaber to fight somebody with a lightsaber. But also remember, that was earlier today. He's tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like that either. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan didn't fight Vader there because he was like, oh, he'll be tired after she <laughs> fights the third sister. Master I mean, plan. Maybe. Solid maybe. And then, oh, this is... This is a great moment. (laughs) 
they're going to have a little game of rock, paper, scissors here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And have you ever played rock, paper, scissors, Vader? Uh, yeah, the rocks win. <laughs> rock beats Vader, of course. Of course. So now that Obi-Wan has this power all of a sudden, he's going to lift every rock on the planet. <laughs> he does pelt the ever-living shit out of Vader. Like, it's a lot of rocks. But Vader should just be like one hand, be like, those rocks are gone. <laughs> like, it's so it it's so not believable. But like, also, that's not interesting. Like him just being this super powered guy that never, ever anything goes wrong for is not interesting. Why is it interesting when he shits on the third sister? Because she doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care about her. She was so cool. She was way cooler than Obi-Wan in this whole series. No, I mean, mostly she was just an angry badass, which, like, I can appreciate. But, like, I don't really have an emotional connection to her. And, like, the emotional connection between her and Vader is just they hate each other. That's it. Whereas it's very complex between Obi-Wan and, and Vader. And that's an interesting thing to explore. And the only reason that, like, I can enjoy when he absolutely shits on her is because that's not all he ever does. Like, if it was only that the entire time, it would get really boring. I'm not saying, like, I want to see Obi-Wan just get destroyed again, because, I mean, we already saw that in Episode 3. And I didn't like it in Episode 3 either. But it's just, they shouldn't be fighting each other, because it's not believable for me. It's just not believable. There's another reason you like this fight, because of how it ends, right? Well, I think another important thing to note is that at some point, Obi-Wan does, like, fuck up Vader's breathing apparatus. like. There is a clear reason why he cannot win after that. Yeah, and he never should have been allowed to fuck up his breathing apparatus, but yeah, once it gets to that point, it's yeah, it's clear that like Vader is weakened to a point where Obi-Wan could kill him essentially. But let's get to that part. But he throws a bunch of rocks on him. They're going to go back to lightsaber fighting. Obi-Wan is going to actually land some blows and he's going to like slice off half of his face mask, which is going to mess up his breathing and really weaken Vader. And I know you like this scene because of its parallels with something else. So do you want to describe that? Yeah, so there is a scene in Rebels where Ahsoka fights Vader and she similarly busts up his helmet. And in that scene, like this scene, you start to hear his real voice come through. It's not all robot modulated voice. It's it's the voice you remember from before. And so at that point, it like tears down this just imposing figure and you remember who's actually behind it. And Obi-Wan and Ahsoka have similar conversations where, well, here, Vader says that, like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And I forget exactly what he says to Ahsoka, but it's something similar. And so Ahsoka's like, well, then I better avenge my friend. But here, Obi-Wan's, like, bummed out and it's just like, okay, so my friend is really dead. And I love those two different reactions to, like, facing what someone who is very important in their lives has become. This, like, ultimate evil person who kills children and has taken over the galaxy and there's no point of reconciling anymore like this is the the moment where it's like all hopes for this somehow working out are gone and i think it's great okay and i buy everything you just said okay but there is an acknowledgement here like you just said that anakin is gone this is the point where obi-wan has decided when i talk to luke later I'm going to tell him his father's dead, right? Yeah. This mm -hmm. is the point. So why doesn't he kill this motherfucker <laughs> who isn't his friend? 
kill him. What is it happening? Ah! I mean, that is just because just because it would break canon. Then you can't have this fight. You can't have this fight. You can't have the fight like this. And like, it's it's not good. It's not good. I don't know. I feel like that small, like weird inconsistency is worth it enough for the rest of it for me. Okay. This is how they could have done this. Okay. Again, we could have had third sister and like third sister and Obi-Wan have never fought together. They could fight together. They could be super powerful. They could be as powerful enough to actually make Vader a fight, which could result in a situation like this. Okay. Another option they had, there's a certain someone out there in the universe who could have been available for this TV series, who mm -hmm. could have had an even greater bond between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm -hmm. Like you said, yeah. Ahsoka should have been available for this. And we watched The Mandalorian, right? Mm -hmm. And they do some shenanigans, which I don't, I didn't mind, where they were just like, uh, we sent out a signal to like the Jedis or whatever. And, yeah. you know, at the end of season one of Mandalorian, Luke just like shows up, <laughs> right? Yeah, that is true. There's reason to believe that Ahsoka is aware of the Force-sensitive underground railroad system right i mean if anything it's it's reasonable to believe that she's involved in it exactly so i would have had no problem if she just randomly showed up on this planet because she had some tracking not like star wars nonsense or whatever and now we get an ahsoka and obi-wan fight versus vader i would have enjoyed that thoroughly better right at least you gotta admit that's better it would have been good it would have been different i don't know it depends on what they do with it yeah. you could have the exact same thing happen Except she already had that moment with him. I, I was wondering, did she already have it or is she going to have it? Oh, oh, wait. Mm. Yeah, she's going to have it. Yeah. So then, like, then you definitely can't do it here. Yeah, it's like too identical. Yeah, and, and just like that is, that moment in Rebels is the first time she encounters him. Like, so like, you can't put her in this. Oh, but Sarah, it's just a, it's just a small thing. That's not a small thing. That that's a bigger thing. That's a bigger consistency issue. It's a bigger thing that Obi Wan isn't going to kill the like the biggest problem with the galaxy. <laughs> He's still sad. I mean, yes, he gets it that there's no fixing his friend, but he doesn't want to kill his friend. It's not his friend. He's dead. His friend is dead. I know, but. He's he's not. I mean, like, he's not, right? Like, sure, he's a different guy now or whatever. But, like, there's still something there. He can't bring himself to do it. I believe that. That's believable to me. I think, again, this <laughs> is just, hey, we we got to have a, we had to have a Obi-Wan Vader fight. That's the show. And then we'll just, you know, we'll come up with a, a terrible reason why. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to kill him because we can't do that, obviously. But we'll come up with a good reason. No, they didn't come up with a good reason. <laughs> Okay. I'm telling you, like, I, I was falling asleep watching this because, really? like, nothing was happening of importance at all at any point, except for when Vader Hulk force smashed the ground. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, that was crazy. <laughs> that got that got me to go. Okay. All right. You done with this fight? <laughs> you said enough about yeah. this fight? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get to some more uh, nonsense. Yeah, this whole third sister on Tatooine situation was questionable and they ought to have just left it out yeah okay so we're not going to argue much about this we'll just say i'll just say what happens yeah i like the idea of the third sister being like a character that exists out there she's ambiguous like she has like important information and how she used it could have been like way more creative and mm -hmm. they could have waited for some writer that was actually inspired to write a good story about her to come along later but they, they chose not to do that um so she's going to show up at the farm 
she's going to basically just run through Owen and Luke's aunt. But not actually kill them. Just 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 get past them. I'm I'm pissed off. And I slice hands off whenever I want. <laughs> and I'm gonna pretend I'm about to torture a child, but don't worry, I'm not gonna kill you two. <laughs> and then this is like this is like a trope that they built up in this series. Another trope in this series, like we're gonna get another scene of an adult chasing a child. <laughs> yes. Which is a scene we get with Leia. And I thought it was like it was silly, but it was like fine when it was with Leia because we just had like shitty side bad guy characters like chasing them. Like we're not supposed to have any respect for the people that are chasing Leia. Mm-hmm. But here it's like I guess the third sister's injured is like the justification you could make. But like the third sister is supposed to be like cool and badass in my opinion. And she's like struggling to like <laughs> catch up to this child and like kill him. <laughs> Which is, like, so dumb. But I, it is literally today is the day she got stabbed in the gut with a lightsaber. So, like... I guess. She's, she's not at her prime. But, yeah. She's gonna, like, basically get to the moment of Bounty to strike Luke. And then she's gonna be like, I can't do it. <laughs> and then... That's a cool conclusion to the third sister story we get. <laughs> I mean... Like, I don't think this whole thing should have happened, but... At some point in, at some point in this scene, I just wrote, I'm done with this scene, and I stopped taking notes. <laughs> but I think there is, is something to be said for, like, her whole emotional situation is catching up with her, and she, like, chooses to not become Vader. Like, that's that's something. I don't think it was necessarily executed well, and I don't like this whole bit on Tatooine, but there's there's something there that almost makes sense. I think that could have been her story arc in the future, but like it doesn't make sense. The level of aggression that she showed through the whole series and the level of aggression she shows after she learns about Luke, like it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't add up to not following through in the end. So, like, like we both agreed, like if she just healed up, they didn't put her in the show anymore, had her available for the future, and we had some sort of better story for how she chose to deal with what happened in the vader fight basically it's like she's never going to be as emotionally vulnerable as she is in the moments after she utterly failed her like assassination attempt and found out that everything she had done had been for nothing like if she heals up and goes away and is still angry third sister for a while like how do you get her back to that point she doesn't have to be angry later she could show up she could be like an ambiguous character that they don't know like does Obi-Wan think she can trust her? Like, if there's going to be more Obi-Wan content, like, does Obi-Wan think she can trust her later? Like, is she good? Is she bad? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> so disappointed, Sarah. You really didn't like that. I really didn't like it. Yeah. So she's going to walk back. She's like, they tried to make a... This is this was so stupid. They had her, like, carrying Luke back from, like... Because Luke, like, ran into, like, the hills or, like, the desert somewhere. Right. And she chased him, but, like... They didn't see where they went, so, like, everybody else was, like, still back at the farm or whatever. So she's, like, carrying him back, and Luke's, like, knocked out, I guess, because he fell. I don't I, I stopped paying she, like, attention the second time around. pulled him off of the cliff, yeah. and he fell and, like, went unconscious. Yeah. So they actually make, like, a stupid, like, tropey moment where it's like, oh, my God, is Luke dead? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, come on. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's obviously not dead. They yet. already showed us that she wasn't going to kill him. And, like, now we're supposed to think, like, oh, maybe the fall killed him. Like, what, what is this scene? But, like, also it's Luke. Like, he can't die. He can't die. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's dumb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
let's finish it up. Let's finish this up. We haven't gotten to my second moment I liked about this. Wait, what was the earlier moment you liked? Oh, the, oh, the, the force the smash. Smashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, of course. Of course, that would be the thing you'd love. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we get a little cleanup scenes here. So Leia, we go back to Leia, back on, um, blanking on the planet. Planet, planet, planet. Alderaan. Alderaan. And she's like putting on this new outfit and she's going to put the holster as part of the hat. The, <laughs> and I think outfit. those are the gloves that she conned Obi-Wan into buying her. And her mom comes in and she's like, oh, that outfit looks good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Supportive mom. Yay. And this was the second moment that I liked about this finale. <laughs> I liked the redemption of the mom. <laughs> oh, that was it? Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. this is what I liked. <laughs> this is probably my favorite moment of the finale actually All right. but uh obi-wan's gonna come and visit and she's gonna he's gonna like tell him like oh you're you have the good qualities of your parents don't worry about the bad stuff that i'm not gonna tell you about my favorite part of this is obi-wan gets off the ship and she's like oh holy shit it's obi-wan and then obi-wan's like look i brought lola and she's like fuck you obi-wan oh yeah lola is my favorite <laughs> Oh yeah, we didn't measure that. Lolo becomes unevil. Yes, he fixes her, or or she fixes her. Leia but, finds the, yeah. the the bolt thing. Yeah, and then uh, we go back to Tatooine. Owen's gonna let Obi Wan meet Luke for the first time, which I didn't really realize that they had never met before. I thought he was like a maybe like a distant friend of the family who would like come by yeah. sometimes, <laughs> but no, apparently they just never like, met. Awkwardly stalking this kid. Yeah. And is this so? Is this the only time between episode three of the movies and episode four of the movies that Luke and uh, Obi Wan yeah <laughs> talk to each yeah, other? Oh, interesting. Luke has a good memory. He remembers uh, Obi Wan uh, Ben Kenobi. <laughs> there may have been like other people talking about this hermit or something. Maybe like, maybe who knows? Um, Obi Wan's going to give uh, Luke. He gives him the toy ship, right? That he was like trying to give him in episode one. Yes. So we finally cleaned that up. Obi-Wan's going to get on his camel creature and right away. Just like go off into the desert for reasons. He's like, Owen, you know what? You got this. I don't need to, I don't need to be stalking you guys anymore. So he just moves to a different cave, right? Like, I don't know. I thought he was like leaving the planet, but then he just got on a camel. So I don't know what happened. And then as he's walking away, Qui-Gon finally shows up. Finally. Finally. Jesus. Although he says he's always been there. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It would have been nice to have heard of a little bit. <laughs> but they basically have, like, almost not even a conversation. We get, like, yep. the most minimal Qui-Gon. And I hope, if there's more Obi-Wan content, that we get a lot more Qui-Gon. Because Qui-Gon's got to answer some questions. <laughs> what questions specifically? Because all this shit, all this shit that's happened in the prequels, all the shit that's going to happen in the, in the original movies, this is all Qui-Gon's fault, right? He was like, the Metachlorians in this kid is off the charts. We gotta train him. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Well, he was all worried about this philosophy, or um, not philosophy. Um, prophecy. Philosophy, prophecy that um, there was going to be somebody who'd bring balance to the Force, and nobody stopped to think, hey, we're overwhelmingly in power here. Maybe we don't want to balance the Force out right now. Yeah. This shit is all Qui-Gon's fault. And if I was Obi-Wan, I'd be like, Qui-Gon. What the hell were you thinking, man? Like, what? It's <laughs> what? Like, is this shit gonna work out or what? Because <laughs> it is not not going good since you died. Yes. 
So yeah, I, I was hoping for a lot more Qui-Gon interrogation here. <laughs> but we just get a little like, hey, what's up? You want to go live in this other cave? Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's essentially it. I'm not letting this guy off the hook. But yeah, just like the payoff of the Obi-Wan story, I think is just below the bar for me. And the payoff for the third sister story was just below the bar, in my opinion. Fair. I definitely would have changed some things, but I still overall really enjoyed it. It's above the bar for me. All right. And let's let's talk about what I think is a big issue. One final issue. Okay. Okay. The fact that Obi-Wan is not being a Jedi is the only reason that we have a show here. And specifically in the scene in episode one, where the third sister is uh, like about to kill Owen, essentially, the thing that Obi-Wan should have done is like step up and save Owen because Owen needs his uncle. I mean, Luke needs his uncle to like continue his life, basically. Mm -hmm. And if Obi-Wan does this, everything, all the bad shit that happens just like goes away in this whole miniseries. <laughs> so like Leia would never get kidnapped. Uh-huh. That's true. All the force-sensitive underground railroad people wouldn't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> yes. You could have just skipped right ahead to like the end of episode five or like episode six and just been like, okay, here's a scene. <laughs> so it's like it's literally just like Obi-Wan's shittiness is what causes all the drama in the show. And I, I just I just don't like that. <laughs> I just don't like that, like, the people we're supposed to be rooting for are just, like, the catalyst for all the, the bad stuff going on. It, it, it just doesn't feel good to me. People make mistakes. But it's not even a reasonable mistake. Like, he's literally there to protect Luke and help Luke however he can. And in that moment, it's his responsibility to make sure Owen does not die. Or... Is it more important that he stays alive because Anna, um, Luke will face potentially bigger issues that Owen won't be able to help with? Like if somehow anybody gets wind of Luke, you know, like and the Inquisitors roll in, obviously Owen is ill-equipped to handle that. And Obi-Wan's supposed to be the one that's able to do that. So he is kind of more valuable to keeping Luke safe long term than Owen is. I don't disagree with that. But then... When Obi-Wan becomes not shitty, in the end, he's like, oh, when you got this, I'm out. But, like, he doesn't actually, like, he just moves to another cave. Like, he's still around and waiting. You know, like, he doesn't decide to live his life now and go off through the galaxy and do whatever. He is still stationed nearby waiting for doom. I don't know. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, I, don't, I don't even, I don't have the words anymore for this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready to talk about what we're going to podcast about next time? <laughs> Do I get to pick one? Well, <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Oh, no. What have you picked now? Okay. So we talked about Harley Quinn on the last podcast. Yeah, but that's not going to be out yet, right? It's not out yet. But what about this idea? This might be a lot of work for us, but I'm not sure. Okay. What if we rewatched the first two seasons of Harley Quinn? Because season uh -huh. three is coming out on the 29th. Okay. Something like that, July 29th. And then we did a podcast just recapping season one and two. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah. I don't think it needs to be next week because we have several weeks. So is the idea first two seasons for an episode and then we watch the new stuff when it comes out? I was thinking we wouldn't watch the new stuff. Now, okay. so what this would be is just like 
essentially a catch-up podcast, like a recap slash catch-up podcast for people that maybe are also looking forward to season three. Or if people are interested in it, they can listen to however much of this, like the recap, until they decide they want to watch it themselves or something, you know? Okay. If they've never seen it. If we wanted to exist for that purpose, I think we would want to have that out as soon as possible before season three. Would we want it to come out the week that season three does come out? That wouldn't give people a lot of time to listen to it before season three comes out. I mean, it's all streaming anyway. Like, you can watch things whenever people want to, but yeah. Yeah, but people aren't going to schedule their watching of Harley Quinn around our podcast. <laughs> we, have <to> make, <laughs> we have to make our podcast conveniently available at the right time. I don't know. Do you think that would be fun? I, I It's been a while since I saw Harley Quinn. I don't know how, like, podcastable it is, other than we can just <laughs> talk about, like, the characters we like and why we like them. I, I'm down to do, a, like, I kind of want to do a rewatch of the first two seasons before the third season comes out, so that's why... I was yeah. thinking if I'm going to, if I'm going to want to do that anyway, do we make a podcast out of it? Yeah, I think that makes sense. There's definitely like some highlight quality things that I remember enjoying that would be fun to talk about. Okay, let's do it next. Okay. I think this is going to be a beast. Like we, we don't have to take, we don't have to take notes like on every single scene, obviously, mm-hmm. or like every single episode necessarily. I don't know. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like an experimental podcast, I think. Yeah. I think it'll be worth it. Okay. So you in? Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. I love this show. Was this Obi-Wan podcast good? Or is it was it a downer? Did I did I <laughs> did I make it no fun at all? No, no. I enjoyed it. I mean, you're wrong, but I enjoyed it. I really want to know what people think. <laughs> Cause I, I did not like look up people's opinions on Obi-Wan at all. So as far as I know, everybody loved it and it was like the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, I don't think that was the case. Okay. I have heard that people are were have been annoyed since the beginning. Okay. Okay. So next time we're going to talk about season one and two of Harley Quinn and do a little recap and catch up episode to get everybody caught up and back on track for season three of Harley Quinn, which is going to come at the end of July. So Sarah, where can people contact us and tell us whether or not they enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi? (laughs) They can email us at keepwatchingpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. They can tweet at us at keepwatchingpod. They can find us on Instagram at keepwatchingpod. Or they can comment on YouTube, which is also keepwatchingpod. All right. Thanks for sticking around with us on this one, everybody. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Bye.